Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Let's come before the Lord in, in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this Christmas morning. What, what a joy it is to, to be able to, to come here after our time opening presents or spending time with family, Lord, and, 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 to, and to be here to worship you in song and worship you in the study of your word and be here to worship you as we come to you in prayer and, and the giving of our tithes and offerings and fellowship together as, as your people, Lord. We praise you for the sweet joy of being your people. I pray that you would bless every part of our, our service this morning and, uh, and bless the families that weren't able to make it this morning, Lord. I pray that there would just be so much worship taking place within our hearts. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope everybody's had a good morning so far. In the Otsuji home, um, there was breakfast and opening presents and racing through that process as we have family in from North Carolina and New York and, and, uh, and just a, a joyful time together, but a little bit of a, of a sprint. And then we got here. Um, Christmas. We've come to a place of probably most of us have and maybe open up whatever presents we were going to give and have done these different things. But for each family, it, it, it's, it's a little bit different how that takes place. And, and for us, the kids, Tasha, Tasha's the, the, the kind of planner that she starts on, on Black Friday. And, and her and, and my sister and sometimes others join in, they... They go from, from Thanksgiving to an entire night of buying presents. Um, I did that once and stood in line at Toys R Us for, I don't know, four hours, three hours. And I, I just thought, like, I'll pay extra not to do this ever again. <laughs> um, but Tasha still has it in her to go and to do that. And, and so... I had my responsibilities of the gifts that I was supposed to get, and one of the things that we were supposed to get was I was supposed to get a, a, a little bike jump for Jonathan. Um, he loves riding his bike out in the front yard, and, and they sell these little bike jumps for, for, you know, pretty inexpensively at Walmart and things like that, and I never ordered it. By the time that I was supposed to go to order it, it, it was no longer able to be shipped in time, and so... Yesterday, in the midst of a scramble, I just thought, like, I'll just go online and look and see where I could find one. And so I found one. And, um, and yet sometimes when we buy presents, there's just failure on our parts. One is the timing in which I went to get this thing. But secondly, it was a look upon my wife's face as she saw it being built and what it looked like afterwards. Because it, it comes with, like, guarantee ER visits that will take her later on. Um, it's... It, it's super cool for most teenagers. But when you look at this thing, it, Jonathan's nine, and there's a guarantee that he is going to be, there's going to be massive bodily injury as he launches off this, this jump that um, it cannot end well. It just can't end well. But he's excited to use it. He's excited to do it. And Tasha, Tasha will probably cover him with as much padding as he possibly could have before he uses this. Um, we also wanted to get Natalie something that she has been just pleading for for years, literally years. Um, 
And, and that was a pair of earrings. She wants to get her ears pierced. She's been begging for it, excited about it. Um, Tony Barnes, you know how that is, right? When you really want earrings. He, he, he... <laughs> when Bernadine met him, he had two earrings. Um, and uh, it's precious. But um, so we went. We went to buy Natalie earrings. And I wanted to go by myself because my intent was to get Tasha something at the same time. And, and yet Tasha didn't know that. So she came with me. And, and we went and we went to get these earrings. And we didn't want to get the cheapest ones because then your ears turn like green and weird. And, and so we went to a place and, and found the ones that we wanted to get to Natalie. And, and She's excited, but um, super excited about her earrings right, Natalie. But it will also come with incredible pain um, as her ears get pierced coming up here pretty soon. You could talk to Mr. Tony about that, what it's like. And, and so this is going to happen. And, and then it came time to find Tasha left to go get something else. And, and so I'm telling the lady, like, okay, I need to get something for my wife real quick. And so I'm looking and... You know, I'm telling her my, her favorite color is green, and so we're looking at different earrings and necklaces and things like that with green stones in it. And she showed me the emerald ones, and, and, and I, I looked at them, and they, they were far too expensive for what um, we were able to do. And so I'm like, well, what about these green ones? And she's like, those are nice too, but they're just not as rare of stones. And so... They're a lot cheaper than the, the emerald ones. But, and so the, they, she told me the price, and I, I was like, I, I don't care if it's made out of a 7-Up bottle. I don't care that this is like within our price range of where like it, exceeds, it exceeds our price range of what we're able to do. And so we, we got, I got the earrings, and she's excited about them. She thinks they're valuable. And... and <laughs> and she opened on this morning and was excited about it. But the process of going through how we're going to buy things, we make mistakes and get jumps that are going to cause bodily injury. We, we could get the best of gifts, and it may come with some pain later on. Or we could get a gift, and the question that comes as you're buying this gift is is it too much money? Is it outside of our budget? is there a cheaper one? Is, is there something that, that, that maybe will look nice, but it's, it's just a little bit different than, than what would be our best? And, and yet, you know what? God didn't do that at all for us. For us, we have limitations. We have limitations in our budgets. We have limitations in our knowledge of what nine-year-olds should do. We, we have limitations in all kinds of different ways, but for God, that's just not the case at all. As we're here celebrating Christmas, we celebrate what God has done for us and what he has given us. A passage that's familiar probably to everybody here is Isaiah chapter 9, beginning in verse 6. I want to look at this passage because as as we look at this passage, we are going to see the heart of our God and what it is that he has given us. You think of the, the book of Isaiah and this prophecy that is given in the, in the book of Isaiah and, and it's 
something that was, was written hundreds and hundreds of years, nearly 700 years before the coming of Christ. But it's a description of an incredible gift that God was preparing for us, that he had planned for us. In his infinite wisdom and his infinite wealth and his infinite abilities, he was going to bless us with a Savior. It tells us in, in, in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. A couple things just in those first words that are just absolutely critical to us is the words unto us. Who is this gift given to? It's unto us. It's not for someone else. It's for us. It's for us, those who he's called and he's brought unto salvation. We look at this and we know that without a doubt he's thinking upon us. Unto us. A gift that, that some of you may be here this morning thinking like, I wish I had a bike ramp that was going to cause bodily damage. Others of you may be thinking, I, I wish I had earrings. <laughs> Tony. Um, but, <laughs> but we think about it, and the gift that's been given has been given to us. It's been given to us. Unto us. A child is born. Unto us, a child is born. A child that was going to come in the person of Christ. The passage goes on, as, as we'll look at, the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. It's told there in the book of Isaiah, hundreds and hundreds of years before, that the child that was going to be born would be called Mighty God or Everlasting Father or Prince of Peace. The thought of that is something that should just astound us all. When you think of the creator of this universe who has always existed, always existed, unable to change. He can't change for the better. He can't change for the worse. He's perfect in all his ways. A God who just deserves and demands all glory and all honor. Um, Sinful people can't even look upon him without death because of his holiness, because of who he is. One who's worthy of the... Angels bowing down before him and us for all eternity, praising him day and night, forever and ever, was born, came to earth, was born through the Virgin Mary. Unto us a child is born. The one who will be called Mighty God. Or everlasting Father, or Prince of Peace. 
It goes from there to saying, unto us a son is given. It's a gift that comes to us. But when it speaks of it being the child being born, Christ being born, he's being born, but he's one who has always existed. It's not simply that, that he is coming into existence. That's not the case. He is being born, but he's being born as the son is given to us. One who has already existed for all eternity is being given to us. Who? Unto us. Unto us, a son is given. To think of the gift that we have in our Savior, the one who has come from our Heavenly Father, is the greatest gift that any one of us can think of this morning. Whether Christmas this morning was all that you had hoped for or whether it was less than you anticipated. To be able to think God the Father has given us his son. Given him to us. And when he gave it to us, gave him to us, it wasn't, he wasn't given in such a way of Okay, how can I get the best deal on this? He wasn't given in, in such a way of this is less than what I'm able to do. He wasn't given in, in, in such a way of, of, of well, this, this is less rare and, and easier to give or less costly. He gave us that which was most precious to him. Most precious. He gave us his son. Not only did he give us his son, but he gave us his son knowing all that would take place against him. Knowing that that he would be born and and placed in a a manger from the very beginning, there, there wouldn't even be room for him in the end. Thinking of him living here on earth and all the suffering that would have come with that, but going from there to being betrayed, hated, despised, and ultimately beaten and pierced and hung upon a cross. That he would be hated by all and and forsaken by all. And that he would take our sin upon himself. All of our sin that that deserves the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God, he took upon himself. He became sin for us. He became our substitute so that we would never have to face the condemnation of Almighty God. The greatest gift that we could ever be given was given through the Father to us in his Son, and it was the most costly gift imaginable. He couldn't have given anything more to us than what he gave us. The most precious gift that any one of us could ever hope for, and it was done perfectly, and it was done in accordance with his will. It had been planned for all eternity that he would 
come on this particular day and that he would be born to the Virgin Mary and that he would be placed in that manger. A child would be born. A son would be given, given, given to us. Given to us. The most precious gift that any one of us could ever hope for has been given to us. You see in Romans chapter 8, where it says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? He didn't spare his own son. He gave what was absolutely most precious to him. He delivered him up for who? For us all. Delivered him up. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? The passage is to have an impact on us. It, 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 it ought never to be something where it's like, we're celebrating Christmas, this is when Jesus was born, and Easter's when he died on the cross for us, and he rose again from the dead, and, and as if it's just, yeah, this is what he did. It, it ought to just cause us to, to shudder as far as the amazement of our God and what he's done for us. As we looked at last night, the angels respond by saying, glory to God in the highest This is the most radical thing that you can, don't be afraid. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the nations. This is the best news that you could ever, ever possibly hear. This is what God has done. He has given to us a son. He's given you the most precious gift that you could ever, ever possibly receive. And he take away your sin from you. The cross is something also that ought to just amaze us that he delivered him up for us all. He delivered him up. He he took his son, his only son, whom he loved, the one who has always existed with him for all eternity. He's given him unto us. And he delivered him up for us all. He gave him to those that would despise him and hate him and beat him, and crucify him. And so the Holy Spirit inspires Paul to write this where he says, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? I mean, if he gave you the most precious gift that he could have ever possibly given you, how much more will he give you anything else? How much more will he not hold back anything from you? I mean, if he's given you his best, why would he not give you everything else with it? And he has. The salvation that we have is so much greater than I think any of us can ever comprehend here on earth. But I pray that on this morning it would be elevated to a place where we find ourselves in just complete thankfulness on this morning. He's given to us his son. He delivered him up for us all. And he's going to also freely give us all things. The passage goes from there to describe some of these things. Who who shall bring a charge against God's elect? 
But you get to start going through line. Like it, if he gave us all things, if he gave us his son, who, whoever could bring a charge against us? You think of your lives and you think of your sin and you think of your fallen nature and all that you've done against God and, and, and to, to have the Holy Spirit inspire Paul to say, because a child was born, because a son was given, because he delivered him up for us all, who could ever bring a charge against you? To be able to know that, that there will be a day where you'll stand before God and, and there will be no charge against you. As white as snow, without sin, all of it's been hurled into the depths of the sea. Who could bring a charge against God's elect? It's God, it's God who justifies. God did it. Who is he who condemns? It's Christ who died and is furthermore, furthermore is also risen, who's even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Is there anything that could ever separate us from him in his love? And the response is no. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written, for your sake, we are all killed all day long. We're counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Loved us. He's given us his son. Regardless of anything that happens in our lives, regardless of any of our circumstances, there's nothing whatsoever that could ever separate us from his love. And the reason is, is because of Christ. For unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. Charles Spurgeon said, to give Christ to us, in any sense, must have been an act of divine charity. But to give him up to die and yonder cruel and on a yonder cruel and bloody tree, to yield him up as a sacrifice for sin must be a free favor passing the limits of thought. It is not supposable that any man could deserve such love. It's beyond our even just what we could think that not only did he give us his son, but he gave him up to go upon and die on a cruel and bloody tree and to be a sacrifice for our sin that goes beyond and passes the limits of anything that we could ever think. No one could deserve that kind of love. And yet that is the gift that we have on this morning. For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given. We have been given the most precious gift imaginable. We give gifts to one another on mornings like today, celebrating Christ and his birth and all that he's done for us. But it is this, just a, a picture of something far more glorious. And that is a picture of our God, our Father, who loved us, who caused Christ to come and unto us, a son was given. Will you pray with me?
Lord God, we are so thankful for the precious gift of your son. Passes the limits of anything that we could ever even think as far as the glory and the splendor and all that you have given to us. As excited as the kids here may be of the gifts that they have waiting for them at home. As excited as as we may be of, of the joy of being able to spend Christmas with one another. I pray that, that, that our focus at this time and as we close in worship and throughout this day would be on the greatest gift that we could ever be given. A child was born and unto us a son was given and it has changed everything for us on this day and throughout all eternity. May our hearts just be overflowing with gratitude with thanksgiving, with adoration, with praise. I pray that, 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 that there would be a, a sense of awe on this morning and throughout this day of the precious, precious gift of Christ and the amazing gift that we have that through you, Lord, there's no condemnation. There's no one that could ever separate us from you. There's nothing that could separate us from you free gift of, of salvation and forgiveness of sin and unity with the Father and being given every gift imaginable in the heavenly places because we are heirs of Christ. We belong to him. We have his robes of righteousness. May we, as your people, just respond properly on this morning, praising you, adoring you with all that is within us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.